I always get it wrong. I actually, go, I've known you. You're a friend of mine, and I still went to, to find out actually what you do. <laughs> it's because I don't talk. I mean, psychologist, clinical, no, I did behavioural psychology, which, oh, yeah. what's the difference? I'm not yeah. really sure, to yeah. be quite honest. Really, um, yeah, yeah. Okay. Brainy person. Brainy person, brainy <laughs> well, person. Well, not, I'm not brainy, but I understand the brain. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's for sure. Hey, good to see you again. And I'm uh, really pleased that uh, a lot of uh, our whanau and extended global whanau were tuning into these chats, these mm. podcasts. I've got questions because I'm a man of questions. Hey, and some of the feedback you've been getting is around teenagers. Uh, at the parenting place, we call it the white water rafting years because as a parent, you sort of hang on while we go through all the rapids, <laughs> but it does calm down. Um, yeah, and having teenagers or having teenagers that have gone through that stage has been a challenge. We've come out pretty good, but what's happening out there with our teenagers? Yeah, and when I got a lot of questions coming through around um, vaping and, and, and using sort of uh, cannabis and, and some other behaviours that our teenagers are going through, yep. I sat for ages and I thought, well, how do we fix this? How do we solve it? And then, of course, I realised that as a parent, I have an adolescent going through um, that stage. It's just turned 15. And I'm finding it really hard to negotiate. Right. And he is um, engaging in behaviours that I'd prefer he's not engaging in, let's yep. just say. Yep. Um, and that's not because I've done something wrong. That's because the, the feedback that our kids' brains are growing from is just so much more than just me. Um, there's so much more around our kids and so much social media, and we'll unpack that. So you're talking about the environment, mm -hmm. 100%. And what we're going to have to understand is what are our kids hearing, seeing, feeling, understanding? And we can talk about that space. But we also want to know that in the early years, in those first foundational times, when we create that connection, when we create the values, when we create that 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 knowledge that they are okay, that they are good people, yep. and that's what we've got to sort of, like when you say the whitewater rafting years, that's what we're sort of holding on to yeah. all the way through. And I'm not saying step back and leave them alone. I'm not saying that. But just what we'll talk about is keeping on feeding back to them how much you still adore them, how they're still yeah, good people, yeah. despite some of their behaviours might not be what you want to see. Yeah. Because if we think about that whitewater rafting, 100%, if you're whitewater rafting and suddenly um, the person running the boat goes, oh, you know what, I don't know what I'm doing anymore and I really don't care about all of you. And well, then, <laughs> yeah. and then, then you're all going, oh, my goodness, what's what's yeah. the use? I'm Whereas, heading to shore. <laughs> yeah, I'm out of this. You pretty much just jump yeah, yeah, out and yeah, yeah, yeah. get her off. Yeah. So what we need to do is keep keep letting our kids know that despite what they're doing, yeah, what happens? who they are is still important to us. And that can be really hard because sometimes they're embarrassing us. Yeah. Um, we feel like we are doing something wrong because of what they're doing and we've got to try and, and I think that's what I can help you with, not stopping the kids doing the behaviours but helping us stay in a space to hold them enough so that hopefully they'll get through because we, we, we're going to talk about why it's unlikely we're going to actually be able to stop our kids doing too many of these behaviours. Yeah, because of the environment. Because of the environment. So yeah. that's where I think we could kōrero today. One, Does that one, sound good? Well, that sounds cool. One of the things that I've always asked myself with my boys is, <clears throat> do they know that I love them unconditionally? 
even though we have our ups and downs. <laughs> I was telling you about a bit of a down the other day, wasn't yeah. it? My, uh, with my middle son. But do they know I love them unconditionally? And that's and that's that base you're talking about, that place that you go back to, eh? Is that love, that aroha, that commitment by by you to them and, and, and all the rest of it. Hundred percent. And in the in the adolescent years, what we have to understand and remember whenever we're talking about this, we're generalizing. Not yes. all kids, but generalizing. The brain is going through so much change in those adolescent years. We did some um, around the adolescent changes. Our kids are living the here and now. They're very sort of emotionally um, fixated in the, in the here and now. And often even if you talk about your adolescence about later or next week or the last week, they find it really hard to, yeah. to do that stuff. So when you think about that, they are here and now and they every, I'm not saying every day, but they need to hear all the time how important they are because they can't go, oh, I remember last month you told me how important I was. Do you see? That's such a huge point. Yeah, and, and we've and got you, to keep telling them. And, and sometimes you, you'd think to yourself, do I have to keep reminding this young <laughs> fellow or this young wife near that, that I'm your dad and I love you? Well, maybe you do. You do. You do. And it's beautiful little things like, I mean, it was my son's birthday the other day, so I wrote this really beautiful note about how proud I am of him and, and, and the things that make me proud of him – Obviously, there's some things that I'm not proud of, yeah. yeah, but there's so much I am, so much I yeah. am. But if we keep concentrating on the other spaces, but it's just at night when they go to bed and, and you just go, oh, hey, I remember this or this, remember that. And But be specific. Give them examples of why you're proud of them or why you adore them. Yeah. Don't just go, hey, I love you. I mean, sorry, that's really nice to say, hey, I love you. Yeah, yeah. But, but try and also put some, because they, they, they need to know, they need some evidence but let's just keep filling them up, keep filling them up, because what we often do is say, oh, a teacher said you did this today. I heard you did this. Oh, don't do this tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's yeah. also the, you were great, but try it again, but keep doing it. It's like, no, you were great. Full stop. Yeah. I'm so don't proud of you doing that. Don't put the butt on the end. Don't put the butt. Hey, look, I really love you, but. Yeah, 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 you yeah. Know, actually, it's funny, you know, because I love examples. I love storytelling. Um, we've got a, a a new dog, right? And he's really good looking and a little bit dumb, but we love him, you know, German Shepherd. And yesterday we sort of led him outside. Our, our whole property's dog proof. So the whole farno knew that the house will not be, uh, the, just be the dog home for a couple of hours, blah, blah, blah. And I said to my boy, I says, hey, son, I'll be back at two o'clock. Will you be back, you know, just in case things get, get you know, so we're, we're testing the dog, okay? <laughs> so at 2 o'clock I wasn't home, and then he rings me up and he goes, Dad, I've been caught up. When will you be home? And I says, mate, I'll be home at 2.30. Oh, that's cool. I'm just making sure we got our dog covered. Sweet as. And I got home and everything was perfect, okay? And then I thought, oh, how cool of him to to register and make the effort to make sure that uh, we had that discussion and we got each other's back. So I sent him a text, you know? And it's things like that. Just to, it's not a big thing, but uh, they shouldn't go unnoticed, eh? Absolutely, absolutely. I got home the other day and my daughter had made sure the cat, I was like, oh, the cat hadn't fed the cat. You got she a cat? Cat. Okay, we, no, you've got to be careful here. Yeah. <laughs> well, I Lots wanted a dog, lovers. but I'm way too, uh, uh, yeah, way yeah. too much, so I got a cat. But you can have our one. Cool cat, cool cat. <laughs> Um, but she'd feed the cat and she'd put the dishwasher on. Text, hey, thanks so much yep. for doing that. It doesn't hurt. But here's the question. Because I've got questions, Catherine. Good. Do we have to do this all the time? I mean, come on, because when I was a kid, I wasn't reassured <laughs> all the time, mate. I just went, hey. Yeah. You can know you what? You can, uh, it was amazing. When I first went to be a nanny, I trained as a nanny when I that was my first thought of being a child. <laughs> yeah, shit. Um, and I and I was brought up, absolutely adore my parents, but my parents 
Because uh, you're farming stock. Farming stock. Yeah. You, you don't get compliments, but if you don't get a um, bad comment, you know you've done really well. Like that's, right. you'd get home and you cooked all the dinner and everything like that, um, and, the, and, and, the, and nothing was said, and you knew that you'd done yeah. everything right. Because that's what you're meant to do, love. Exactly. That's what good you on you. But I had that beautiful security of connection and stuff yeah. like that, so I'm fine. But, but So that's how I grew up. Went to this nanny class. This lady came in to do this session, and she was talking about um, complimenting. We could just constantly compliment our kids. And my, I was just like, what? And I went up to afterwards, I remembered, I don't know who she is, if she is out there listening, come and say hi, because I couldn't remember who she was. But she came up and she and I went up to her afterwards, I said, I don't believe in this. That's just, yeah. you're going to cause kids to be privileged, you know, like and, and, and yeah, arrogant yeah. and all this sort of stuff. And she said, so you're nannying at the moment. I said, yeah, I've got a nanny family. This is what she said. Well, they're not your kids. Why don't you practice? <laughs> <laughs> I loved it, and I've used it for people since. If it doesn't work, it's all right. You can leave. Because she knew, she knew that it was going to work. But yeah. she said, "Well, they're not your kids' practice." So I had to specifically think of something. And the boy would often wear his shoes in the house, um, and I was trying to get him to take them off. And so she goes, "Just," and he took them off. That's amazing. And then five minutes later, "Hey, I remember you taking your shoes off. That was amazing." And I had to force it out of my mouth. Yeah, yeah, I swear, it I had to. Natural. It was definitely not natural. And I was. <laughs> fascinated how quickly that changed. And he became such amazing kid at taking his shoes off. Yeah. Because all I'd done is told him off for leaving his shoes on. Yes. Instead of complimenting that. We need it. We need this positive feedback. And as long as we're also honest to them about yeah, the yeah, things that yeah, we don't yeah. agree with. Balance. Yeah. It's what's wrong with filling out you you think about it work. All you need is a nice compliment about something you did and you will try harder. You will yeah. push further. Yeah. What's wrong with it? Let's keep filling them up, and especially our adolescents, because the way their brains grow and they're going through so much transition, they find it harder to remember and to reflect and to think. And so right here and now they feel like absolute crap. Yep. Nobody cares about them. Nobody loves them. Nobody whatever. Wow. They're not going, oh, but just a minute, don't worry, last month, you know. Yeah, dead, dead. You know, <laughs> gave me a <laughs> big hug. And no, they're right gone. here and now. It's gone. And so if you can keep up that Filling up of that auto hard bucket, you know, like that's yeah, it is, and it's it, yeah. It's why funny. Not? It's funny, you know, because um, I'm, I'm ex rural too, and and my beautiful Maori aunties, you know, they growl you all the time, and they do it with a smile. You know that they they loved you, but boy, go outside and take your shoes off. And and I thought about it once as an adult that quite often the comments that came from the family that loved me, eighty percent at least were negative. You know, um, because sometimes that's the first thing we see mm. is the negative, mm. eh? And sometimes it's easier to see the negative. It's easier to ah, uh, well said. Right, we well, have to think about the positive. Yeah, yeah, we have to dig them up. But going back to teenagers yes. and going back to that environment because it is different. I'm um, I was born in, I was born I was born up north, and uh, <laughs> so I was brought up in the sixties and seventies. Very different world. Yeah, so what? So we've talked about myelination before. So really, basically, that's how our brain grows, is yep. that we repeat things and this actual sheath gets laid down on their connections. That's why babies' brains grow in the first three years, because we myelinate so much. But we myelinate all our life. So the more we repeat, the more myelin goes down. Daughter's just learned to drive. She had to practice again and again and again. Yep. Now she can do things. Did she get a license, hard. by the way? Finally, finally. There was some resilience building. There's some stressful times here last stress. time I spoke at. Yeah. Fourth time. Good um, on you, girlfriend. Lucky, but she did it. Yeah, well done, Morgan. Um, so, you know, but she had to practice, practice, practice. And so we practice and what we see is what our brain grows. And what I want us to start thinking about is – 
Where do our kids get their information from? Hey, look, I'm really sorry, but I really have to get you to repeat that. What I see, say that again. What I see is what our brain learns. Wow. What I see, what I feel, yeah. what I hear is what our brain learns. Wow. And when you, so so our genetics influences the filter. It's, it's a real important filter, um, our personality types and stuff. But if you think about if you were born in a country that speaks a completely different language, and that baby is adopted instantly into New Zealand. Yep. What language do they speak? The language of their genetics or the language of their experience? Killed up. Okay. Yep. So what we experience is how the brain grows. And as humans, we're hugely malleable right from birth. Most other animals are quite well connected. Though. That's why you couldn't take a polar bear and put it in a desert. Right. Because it's built for yep. the Arctic, right? Yep. So um, what we do is we build uh, we build our brain and we develop our brain because of the environment we're in, and 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 there's two things we have to think about throughout their lifetime, our adolescence. Now that they're in that youth space, what have they heard, seen, and so much of now, so much of the world has been influenced by social media and what's out there, and secondly, what haven't. What haven't they seen and experienced? And we've talked about this before. With our, we don't let our kids hang out with people so much. We don't um, – I was just talking to my um, mate who went to school with yesterday. We had dinner, and she said, as a kid, they were so big part of the church. Every weekend, yep. they were in these spaces where there's all these kids hanging out by themselves without parents interfering. You know, like – Talking, laughing. Yes, listening. and being normal and arguing and negotiating and yeah. failing and being teased and having all these experiences – that are real, that are normal. But then we see um, social media, and, and what is it that our kids' brains have mostly been influenced by? Yeah, yeah. And the thing is, you talk about filling that space. When I, when I was going through a, a time of, of um, quite traumatic grief, um, <clears throat> one of the advice that was given to me is that your cup is full of grief, your cup is full of anger, and you've got to fill it with those with the positivities and stuff, you know, because there's no balance in that space. And when you talk about, um, you know, cell phones and computers and stuff like that, that space is full of that stuff. Oh, it's like, and, and, I, and I, you know, I do have a good, not a fantastic relationship with my kids because especially my adolescent who's going through, um, you know, puberty and stuff, they push you away. They naturally push yeah. you away, right? So, But we do have that good solid relationship. And so I've seen a lot of the things that they actually watch on YouTube and they'll watch them with me around or they'll show me things. And I, I flinch sometimes. I go, oh, my goodness. Yeah. How can you watch that and think it's funny? How can you watch that and think it's entertaining? And that's what's and that's what's conditioning. Yes. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, see? yeah. And, 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 and the language they use. And But if you think about any... Song, because um, again, we've all got the same Spotify thing, and I'll turn on Spotify sometimes, and the song will be starting to play, and my ears will burn with the language. Yeah, yeah. And 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 we went to Awakuni for a couple of days, and we're driving back, and they're listening to songs, and just and, and one of them in the end, I said, "Please, can we not play that one again? Yeah, yeah. I just can't hear it's, that." There's a big cloud in my car. Yes, I just. But for them, it was fine. Yeah, but for listen, them, it was fine. listen to this. This is what I loved. Raindrops keep falling on my head. And that's, you know, it was all beautiful and people falling in love and, you know, love train and people all around the world, love train and all this stuff. Yes. Now I'm going to shoot your butt, you exactly. know. Exactly. And that's what we've, we're hearing again and again. And when we think about it, when our kids hear that again and again, everyone's um, vaping, everyone's smoking. Yeah. 
we think about people going to rehab, it's sexy, it's it's exciting, it's it's all of this sort of stuff. And everybody's taking drugs. Everybody just mentions and taking drugs as if it's a normal part of life. And yeah. I'm not saying everybody, but if you watch the stuff that our kids are being exposed to. Really watch it. Really Dude, watch take it. Take it in. Really watch it. Yeah, I it. agree. And even just the little quick snippets of things, you'll see someone taking a drug or, sniff, you know, like doing a line or something like that. And it's, and when I, you know, was a teenager, I wanted to experiment with things. I wanted to think, oh, should I try that? Yeah. And I want to push the boat out. But pushing my boat out yeah. was maybe sneaking out of the window and, and, and going around to see my friends or something like that. And I was just talking to my mate because we did possibly not attend school every class. Right. And we said, but we passed. And I said, yeah, but we actually used to do some work. We used to just yeah, leave yeah. school because I didn't want to be at school. But we didn't go and do other stuff. But now for our kids to push the boat out – it, this is normal. So the line's the higher, up, right? Do you see? Yeah. And so it's going to steal a car. Yes, because that's what everyone does. <laughs> oh man! Right. You know, there's a big part of me that. Oh, how do I say this? I want to find hope in this, you know, with with our kids and stuff. And I'm, and, you know, I'm lucky. My my boys uh, have moved on and, and and they're settling in. But you know, how do we? F- not fight. How do we overcome this monster that's devouring, devouring us? We we make sure they're exposed to all the things, the other things, the and balance. so so we have conversations. And so, you know, quite often, especially when the kids were younger and we'd watch something together, I would pause the movie and I go, "What do you think's happening here?" or "What do you think that is?" And 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 or at the table, you'd have discussions or you'd talk about things in the car when you're driving. But now they're all on their. Um, devices yeah. in the car. You're not even using those times to have a discussion. Yeah. Let the kids argue with you. Let them to to try different things. But it's mostly before the adolescent age. And I know people out there have got your um, youth, and you're going, and you think, oh, I've missed it. Yeah, I've missed it. And we can do it when they're there. But let's. It's a much easier to get it in earlier. Yeah, yeah. So so have discussions. Open up their eyes to things. Take them places. Take them. To volunteer at the SPCA, take yeah. them to to be at the um, soup kitchen. Go and take catch them, a fish. Go catch a fish. You know where you can't, yes. where, where you got no signal. Yeah. You know, and we actually have to try harder to do this because, um, you know, twenty or thirty or forty years ago in this country, that was just part of our culture. Mm-hmm. You know, I used to go fishing with dad and pick watercress. I thought, oh, I'm so lucky, but you know, we didn't earn a lot of money, so that was part of the K. Um, so just. Um, I'm really interested in, because you talk about environment uh, influencing our tamariki, I think for us, we've got to continually think about what environment choices are we putting up for these kids, instead of just mm. connecting with with um, with their cell phones. Yeah, and, and, and the buzz, we've talked about the dopamine buzz that they sort of get from being on social media and playing games and stuff. It's a physical buzz in the brain. It's a dopamine release. So when you're on media, you quite often get this real buzzy feeling and it's yep. really um, – or a really negative, which in some ways a negative activation still sort yep. of gives the brain a bit of a positive activation, yeah, which it, is really weird. Um, so when we see tragedy, that also can excite us to go back and watch more tragedy. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and, and also – accident on the motorway? You know, somebody oh, gets everybody. a flat tire, and you know we live in Auckland, Farno. We, well, I live in Auckland. You don't, Catherine, but I live in Auckland. I think, oh, what's happened here? What's happened here? Somebody's having a puncher, or not a puncher, but you know they've got a flat tire, and everybody's watching. Everybody's watching. So, when you think about that, we can't just say to our kids, "Get off your screens." Yeah. We have to say, if you get off your screen, I'll take you fishing. 
Yeah. If you get and I, and they'll go, no, that's just stupid. And so you have to be able to have that relationship enough to say. And I, I say to my kids, you know what those things are doing to your brain, so I need you to get off them now. Like I think I've mentioned, I was lucky enough to be able to um, do a basketball court at home, because I knew that for Mason, for him to be on the screen is so addictive, and to get off it, I, he, I can't hang out with him anymore. Like when we yeah. when they were kids, it's like, oh, let's play a board game or let's go for a walk up in the bush, and they go, yeah, yeah. yay. You need now, an alternative. <laughs> now it's like, um, do you want to talk with me? No, yeah. mum. Um, so what does he do? So I found that alternative. But those of you who live um, closer in the city and you've got options, let's find things for our kids to do. Let's get them yeah. connected with things because we can't say get off the screen without giving them an alternative. And yeah. those alternatives have to be places where they're seeing good role models. So they go and, um, so again, um, Mason, I, I was talking to someone wanted me to come and do another um, interview, and she used to do the touch um, rugby yep. briefing. She goes, how's Mason going? I says, oh, she goes, we need him back. He can be a mentor. He's coming back, and so I'm going to make sure that he's doing that yeah. because that's such a beautiful space for him to feel status in that space and to be happy and to give something back to the community. And I will... Um, pick him up, take him there. I'll do anything to make sure that he will get to that space. I'm not going to be the person who does that. I'm not going to be able to grow him in that space, but I can facilitate him being somewhere where somebody else will make him really proud. Somebody else will. Yeah, do you yeah, see? Yeah, so yeah, it's yeah, about yeah. thinking outside that square. Where can we link our adolescents into spaces where someone else can be that person? Because often us as parents, yeah. we can't be that person at this moment in time. We oh. don't think you are because he doesn't want to spend time with me at the moment because I'm mum. Yeah, yeah, but I've said things to my boys when they were younger <clears throat> and they come back six months later and say, oh, I was just talking to Uncle Baz and he told me this. It's a really good point, eh, Dad? I says, bro, <laughs> you know, I think to myself, I said that six months ago, you know, and I said it better, you know. But <laughs> he, he, here's the other question. If we're talking about changing environment, how is it important to change our own mindset about environment? That's got to be vital for this to happen. Yeah, good point. And one of the things I find really fascinating, and I, and I, and I don't love that I'm going through this challenging space, um, but I do because it helps my work. I, yeah. I just much prefer um, my adolescence to be perfect all the way through and I didn't have any challenges. Um, but, but I sort of think, what is my challenge in this space? What is my environment? And so much of our perception of our kids comes through other people's perception of our kids. So the education system, what does the education system say about my child? What are other people looking at my child say about my child? And all of a sudden we go, oh, they must be naughty or they must be that people are saying this. You've got to stop and say, who am I and who is my relationship with my child? Your environment, you have to stay in that positive. Mm. I know my kids are amazing. I know they care. I know they're polite. I know they're that's where I have to keep in my head because I have to keep giving that positive feedback because if I start to get yeah. all stressed about what everybody else is saying about my child or, I mean, I, I was reading this Facebook post which it was just virile and these kids were at a park and they'd said something really rude to someone and I and I and and it was rude what they said. But all of the stuff underneath, yes, our adolescents are horrible. Where is those kids' parents? What are they doing? How can they let those kids do that? How can they not control them? And I just wanted to say... Clearly you haven't had your own adolescent because, yeah. and I'm not saying it was my son there, but I honestly promise it potentially could be. He gets with his friends, he gets with other people, he's out there doing something, maybe he does something. I would hope it wasn't, but actually our adolescents are their own people and they're pushing boundaries and yeah. they're going to do things naughty and wrong. But all these people putting all that feedback, imagine if those parents found out that that was their child and that child walked back into their space they would just be so embarrassed, so much fucking around that, and uh, 
they would go, you're such a horrible person and how could you do that? Then how does the kid feel? Yeah. The kid's going to go out and do the same thing to the next person that walks past. So you're so right. Our environment, we have to keep saying, who is my child? Who do I see them as? Yeah. And, and that's what I keep saying. And what in am I creating house, for the world? Yeah. And what's the space? Yeah. In you know, my be- house, they're respectful. And they're that. So that's my space. So I give them lots of yeah, yeah, positive yeah. feedback, not what other people are seeing of my children. Yeah, I think that's really important. And I think we as adults, we're responsible for the atmosphere in our homes. Mm. You know, And uh, they're going to challenge us, that's for sure. I remember one time, and I won't mention her name, a, a very prominent TV uh, personality who talks about all these things that we were talking about. He said, oh, by the way, you know, um, you know, teenagers, they're from another planet. They're from Mars. I had my 17-year-old, my eldest boy, sitting there and goes, well, that guy's a dick. Change the channel. You know, just it mm. just takes one comment, you know, uh, to turn our kids off, you know. Hey, we were talking earlier about and – I, and, I, and I try to see it as a bit of a graph or a bit of a line about life being normal. <laughs> and these devices um, – you know, they send a little spike in that normality, that normality line, and that's what the the addictive thing, eh? But it's it's not bad for life to be normal, is it? Most of our life is normal, and I I love thinking about it. I sit and I watch around, you know, especially because I spend a lot of time at airports, and I sit. <laughs> I'm I sit, you there. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we and I sit and I watch. And when you watch people, you see people being normal. You see people arguing with each other. You see people being nice to each other. You see people having conversations that are reciprocal. You see people tripping over. You see people, do you see? You see yep. all of this normal. And and so our brain goes, oh, and it, and it accumulates all that information and says, what's normal? You see, in the supermarket, and I, and I know this, this comment is going to offend some people listening, but I do want you to think about your behavior. Um, kids in the supermarket trolley. On games, I know it makes it easier for parents. I know it does. Like, oh, just put my kid on a game while we're walking around the supermarket. But do you see what they're missing? What their brain is missing? They're missing noticing other people getting frustrated. They're missing someone reaching for the top shelf and another person helping them. And they go, oh, that's really nice when other people help other people. Do you right, see? Right, right. Like all of this the stuff. The little radars that, are tuned geez. in, eh? And we don't know what they're watching. We don't yeah. know what they're picking up. But can you see if we let our kids, especially at the younger age, observe normal, driving in the car, get off your devices, watch yeah. cars going past or people walking along the street. When you're waiting for someone at the doctor's, don't have devices. Have them being bored, watching, observing. Yeah. And that builds up our, oh, it's normal to sometimes be sad. I've seen people crying. I've seen people anxious. I've seen, that's normal. But on our devices, we really only see right. really happy, really excited. Colourful colours. <laughs> Or the deep, dark, right. bad. So so our brain starts saying, if I'm feeling sort of sad, sort of anxious, then it must be really anxious because we don't, we haven't accumulated that beautiful 90% of our life, normal in yep. that middle. We've only got the two ends. But now our kids' worlds, you talk about the continuum, the continuum is all positive or all negative. Yep. There isn't that beautiful, expansive normal that we had. And we learn normal from observing and talking about and feeling and experiencing normal. And again, if you think about how our kids have lived, and it's not us that brought these things into their lives, but devices. And also we make everyone excited. I heard someone on the radio the other day and they're like, can someone please tell me where there's another park in Auckland? I've taken my kids to every park and I've gone to the zoo and this sort of, what else can I do to entertain them? And I wanted to ring up and say, don't. 
Yeah. Give them a stick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or cardboard box. <laughs> it, yep. Or nothing. Just let them out. Of the, you know, like, and just let them be. And yeah. and and. But what we're doing is we're filling up our kids' worlds with exciting stuff, and instead of saying this is normal, so yeah, so let's let our kids experience normal. Otherwise, the brain just doesn't realise it exists, and that's it's so powerful to understand what are they seeing, what aren't they seeing. Yeah, that's how the brain grows. We grow from the, uh, the experience of the environment. You know, I was just thinking um, that is beautiful stuff too. That's excellent, Cordero. I'm, I'm glad you simplify it for me. Um, <laughs> but I remember we used to go to um, church every Sunday. Okay. Not so much these days, but mum and dad take us to church, me and my brother, every Sunday. And then once a month, they'd have Māori mass. So the service, iroti te reo Māori, everything was, and oh, it was boring. I mean, we understood Māori, but because we had to sit there, our reo is so much better, because we had to sit in those boring hymns. I know all those hymns. And then mum and dad would go for a cup of tea and go to an environment that was so special to them because it was all their Māori whānau. And my brother and I, I had to sit in the car and do nothing. We didn't even have a radio in the car. And you know what? My brother and I are actually quite patient because we've learnt, because of that environment, that, bro, you just wait. And we would just sit there and talk and talk and talk and talk. You know, um, so what you're saying about creating that environment is so important for our kids to start to get the balance right, eh? Mm. Start to get the balance. How does that affect resilience? Well, that's that's part of learning to come back to that space of relaxation, of um, calm, whatever you want to call it, where our body is in that equilibrium, where our heart rate's at its normal rate. And so sitting there, being there, understanding that, is huge, and and if we start to feel slightly anxious or slightly sad or whatever, and our brain goes, oh, that's normal. Yeah. Do you see how <laughs> yeah, easy that yeah. is to come back to yeah. there? Whereas if we start to feel anxious and we go, oh, oh, I'm starting to feel anxious. Yeah. If I feel anxious, I know all the social media posts say, if I feel anxious, this is going to happen. Yeah. Actually, no. If I feel anxious, <laughs> it's called normal, and I and I'll come back. So resilience is about the ability to feel and return to calm. Yeah. And the more we notice, and that's why I say watching people being sad, being angry in a in a normal space, our brain goes, oh, it's normal. Yeah. So we don't start catastrophizing over it. But if we start catastrophizing, then we'll go to the extreme Yeah. because our brain goes, there's something wrong with me because yeah. I'm, I'm not happy, happy, happy right now. Actually, no, it's called normal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. Like if I, get, if I get a little bit down or go into a grey space, I go, oh, that's right. It's the end of the day. You've had a busy week. Sweet as I'll be cool sort of thing and just recognise that. There'll be people listening to this podcast. What can I do? Where can I go to now? And I, I think you've given uh, some of the answers and it's about really realising how valuable the environment you create is uh, for our tamariki to journey, eh? Yep, and and if you're if you're talking about our younger kids, significantly easier to create that beautiful environment. I mean, yep. put them in the supermarket trolley, or have them walking next to you in the supermarket, and don't give them a device. I mean, that's yeah. give that's, them the list. That's, yeah, guess, yeah, exactly. Why, why I used to I send buying? them off. I used to send them off to find everything. Yeah. they have to work. Is that the cheapest thing? Oh, I didn't check. Go back and check. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah. You know those sorts of things, but but. That's much easier. So if the people listening to this and a lot of the feedback we get is people who, you know, got the adolescence, that's significantly harder. And we have to admit that. What I want us to know is it's not about us 
being that person for directly being that person for our adolescents much anymore. And some of you will still have beautiful relationships with your yeah. kids, and you'll still go fishing with them, and you still. I mean, I go out and play basketball with Mason. We say nothing. Yeah. Nothing. Not a thing. Except but your for, presence. Except for I'm beating you. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I say to him. Because I. But, but yeah. But your presence says yes. it. Do you see? And yeah, so we do. We can do that. It. He'll go, Mum. Can you come and throw some? You know, do some shots with me. Maybe I don't want to. Oh, well, hang on. Do some shots. I'm from West Auckland. I'm from West Auckland. Let's clarify that. Shoot some basketball. Shoot some basketball. And 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 maybe I don't want to. Maybe I feel a bit meh. And I'm like, and I want to say, actually, I've got some work to do. I've got something, whatever. Yes, absolutely, I will, son, because that's what he's asked me to do right here, right now. Even whether I don't feel like it or not, I go out and I love it. I I I use I actually usually want to say yes because I do enjoy it, and we have heaps of fun. But there's very little said. Now, we can create those spaces, but can you, like I said, find something that they want to do, somehow get, even you know, like how can you get them linked into that? Like I said, is it volunteering at the SBCA, walking the dogs if they love dogs and you can't have a dog, um, being part of something, being at the church, being um, volunteering, whatever it is, find what they want and do everything you can within your power to try and keep them linked in with that. Right. And, and know that you are not necessarily the person who's going to be the relationship that supports them through this. That's a big But you're the parent that facilitates it. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And, and or creates the space. Yes. Or whatever. Yes. And, and it could be the rugby coach or the teacher yes. or the, you know, or, yeah, all that. Yeah, that's fantastic. And if, the, if they have got a great relationship with the rugby coach, let's chat. They'll go, oh, man, such he's such a cool person or she's such a good, you know, person. It's, it's what have they said today? What did you learn from them? You know, yeah. but sometimes we get a bit jealous of those other relationships or we, we don't encourage them. And it's like, what can we bring out of that space where they've been in a good space? Ask them, what did they learn? What did they hear? What did they see? Sitting at the dinner table, and it doesn't have to be the dinner table. It could be at night before they go to bed yep. or it's, or going for a drive in the car. Being present with our kids and letting them tell us stuff, letting them unpack stuff, but sitting with and being I mean, I can't even understand why some people think having a phone at the dinner table is okay. It's yeah. not. It's time to 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 get together and corridor and unpack that stuff that they want to do. That's the advice I'd give. And it's not easy. It's it, you're not going to fix everything. You're not. You know, if a temper tantrum with a toddler, I can give you lots of advice around that, and we can do this, and and it's okay, and we can get through it. But when they're adolescents and they're making some of these decisions, they are. They're vaping. They're smoking cannabis. They might be stealing cars. They might be doing these things. Um, a lot of people talked about exam stress, which we haven't sort of talked about, but uh, um, that's in the resilience one. If we look about that resilience and allowing them to feel some stress, allowing them to feel failure yeah. in places before they get to the exams. If we've got all that going on, as parents, what we can do is be their anchor, sit there and hold that space, but know that it is going to happen. Mm. They're doing these things. What we have to do is try and hold that that whitewater rafting, you know, yeah, 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 the raft, yeah. so that we just guide hold it, it down, as stable it as the, possible. Guide it down the rapids. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's hard. It's hard. Yeah. It's hard. And you're not going to fix it. You're not going to change them so much. What you have to do is just be that guide there. And that's my advice because I'd love to tell you how to change. But if I if I knew that, and, 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 and not saying that, but I am an expert in adolescent brains and I'm an expert in resilience and I'm an expert in this stuff with all of my theory there. And I'm I'm whitewater rafting with my son through his adolescent years. I whitewater yep. rafted with my daughter through her adolescent years. I, I'm doing that because that's, What's happening? Yeah. You don't stop it happening. 
you accept it and you say, what, how can I be the best guide right yeah. now? And I think that's what we have to say. You know, one of the issues out there that we find is is also grandparents, and it's you've just highlighted it in my head, grandparents looking after their grandchildren. I mean, um, there's been such a change between one generation and then you get two generations. Whoa, man, that's so difficult. It is. And, and you think about the beautiful things we learn from our older generation yeah. and the patience of our older generation, not all, but generalising. I mean, I crack up when I see my mum with my when my kids were younger. I mean, she had no patience with me. I mean, she was farming and everything like that. But yeah. that she's just naturally, you know, that. But the patience she had with my with my kids, I was like, whoa, where was that when I needed it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, they, but you do. And that's the idea of having our older generation around, the patience, the guidance, and, and, the, and the lack of judgment, and I'm generalising, which sits our adolescents in a really good space because they don't want to be judged. They don't want to be told what to do because that's what pushes them away from us. And it's more likely that our older generation will sit with them yep. more than a parent will. A parent will try and push them and, and control them. Do you see what I mean? So that's yeah. beautiful. That's where we do need to bring, yeah. bring in our older generation in that space. For sure, for sure. You know, sometimes I've found myself of... Um, because I don't understand. And I've said to the boys, I says, bro, so I don't understand this. You know, and when you show a bit of vulnerability, uh, explain to me why to mouth, to mouth, to mouth. And um, it ends up as a pretty good conversation because you honour them for their knowledge. Mm. You may not agree with it at the end of the conversation, but sometimes we have to pull back and just say, I don't get it, bro. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and find the words to get those conversations going, eh? Yes, and that's a really good point. And that's a beautiful thing for those people out there struggling with their kids. Let them know you're struggling. Let them know you don't have the answers. Yeah. But making sure at all times you are still their anchor, right? Yeah. Because we don't want to go, oh, I don't know what I'm doing. Um, you know, that's <laughs> yeah, not yeah, very yeah, safe. Yeah, yeah. You, you, your whitewater rafting guys go, oh, I don't know what I'm yeah, doing. Yeah. That's not very safe. But the whitewater rafting person could say, actually, we're coming up to a rapid that looks really different than yeah. I've ever seen it before. You need to listen to what I'm – you know, like, well, yeah. you know that you, you, if anybody has any suggestions, maybe, but but you still want to know that they're in control, that they feel confident, do you yeah. see? Yeah. So there's vulnerability while still holding that, that anchor yeah. in there in that space. But, yeah, let's let our kids – no, I don't get this. Can you tell me about this? Yeah. Can you help me with this? Yeah. Or it does make me scared. And I say that all the time. I'm so scared. Mm. And but just know that I love you, and this is where it is. And if we need you need me, I'm here. But I'm scared. Yeah, I'm scared. That's why maybe some of my behaviours are not quite right at the moment. Yeah, because I'm scared. Yep. Okay, mum. You know, and that's yeah, really yeah. much it. But it's like I've but said it. But you're connected. Yeah, yeah. You've connected. <laughs> yeah. It's about connection. Yeah. yeah, and letting them know. So that's a really good point. Is showing our vulnerability, but still making sure you're that anchor. Like we, our kids still need to know that we're there for them. If they fall over and trip up and they skin their knee. We're there with the plaster, no matter what, no yep. no matter you know what they've done, whatever. Yes, there is allowed to be consequences for it. We could still tell them off later for running with their eyes closed, you know, like or, you know, like say maybe open your eyes, but but we we shouldn't punish them for that behaviour, and we still need to put the plaster on. Cool. Yeah, that's our gig, and. That's our gig. I think that's perfect. <laughs> Great stuff. Doesn't make it any easier, but uh, you've de demystified so much. So, uh, tēnā koe. Thank you for your aroha, for your kōrero. And good luck, Fano. <laughs> good luck. <laughs> but I've got more questions. Excellent. We'll be back.